Welcome to Tilting at Windmills with your host, Mike Donahue. And welcome to this episode of Tilting at Windmills. I'm Mike Donahue. And I actually am feeling pretty fortunate tonight. I think I'm going to get challenged pretty hard here. Um, the uh, If you have not seen it, I, I highly recommend uh, Netflix's uh, documentary called Behind the Curve, which uh, dives into the world of flat earthers. Yes, uh, they are out there and they are growing. And about three quarters of the way through the film, uh, there was a, a group of scientists uh, in, in Pasadena, um, and and there was a uh, a physicist there who uh, presented his sort of approach on on dealing with flat earthers, and I I really thought it was fascinating. And I'm lucky enough to have him on tonight, Lamar Glover. Hi, Lamar. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Good. Good. Has has the Netflix notoriety like? Are you big time now? Are you like? Do you have people? I just emailed you out of the blue. You responded, but I'm I'm a little worried that you know you're yeah. Like, do people come up to you on the street now and say, "Hey, you're that guy from Netflix"? It hasn't happened yet, but um, um, I think it's the only reason why is because I cut my hair. Otherwise, everyone would be <laughs> all over me. It's right, like, autograph. Wow. Exactly. It's like those actors who play like, you know, like Voldemort or like, you know, Klingon in Star Trek. They don't get recognized in public. It's kind of exactly. Like, but that's gone. the best thing, right? All the yeah. money, but without the fame. Exactly. Yes. Right. I, just for the record, I did not get a dime from Netflix. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. All, all the money and all the fame. And, and at the time, uh, you're, you're a physicist. You have a master's in physics. Yes. Uh, and at the time you were doing the Cal State LA thing. Yes, I was. Um, so I'm a pretty ignorant person. I'm just going to be really honest about that. When I think of what a physicist is, there's really only two types that pop into my head. There's a guy who's like outside on the lawn dropping apples. Right. And then there's the guy who's keeping the nuclear reactor from exploding. Like <laughs> there's there's no in between. That's all I like. That's all I know. Can you can you tell me a little? A, a little bit more, yeah. For like, sure. For sure. What What does it mean? Well, I mean, physics is the study of everything, right? Um, I've spoken like a true physicist, <laughs> but uh, it's the basic study of matter and how it interacts with one another, um, and uh, and that can mean anything. You got geophysicists who go on rock climbs and like can do assessments that way. You have um, basically folks who. Um, uh, just study very esoteric, esoteric to me, but if they were here, they would well actually me to death, you know. Well, actually, it's not that complicated. It's rather simple. Um, things dealing with um, uh, subatomic particles, predicting their motions, um, um, even the, 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 the like, simpler things, like um, just making your car work properly. You know, it's the, there's, there's a physicist for everything, basically. Hmm. And, um, and the cool thing about physics is that it gives you a good, broad understanding of um, how things work and, uh, and um, how you can apply kind of these equations, how they're like fundamental um, tools to, just to see and, and decipher the world in motion. You know, so um, I've been fortunate enough to apply my physics not only in classroom settings, but um, my research when I towards my master's degree was uh, related to LIGO, which is a laser interferometer gravitational wave observatory. Um, um, and some of the sure, folks... Sure, sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the folks associated with that got um, a Nobel Prize in physics recently. Not, uh, I think it was about a year or two ago. Time flies. Um, I was not... At the. It was a big, big party, a big crew of people. It was spanned decades. Um, I was one of the more recent people who joined the party, so I can't say I'm homies with uh, Kip Thorne or anything, but I've definitely been in the same room with him on uh, more than one occasion. Okay. So, Kip, not Kip Thorne. The oh, Kip yes. Thorne? Oh, yes, Kip Thorne. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Mind blowing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. going Google. I have no clue. Oh, you know, you know him from um, Interstellar. He was like the science consultant for Interstellar, that movie. 
That's how he, you would know yeah. him from um, pop culture. He's a smart guy. Yeah. I mean, that he, he got to know. Okay. And so do some other folks, too. Um, so you got to be like, you got to be smart to be a physicist, right? You got to have or, something going on. You can be smart or really well disciplined and really good at um, uh, basically um, memorizing things and doing math. I don't think everyone who's a scientist is smart. I think a lot of them are hard workers and they get the job right. done. But I don't, I don't think that in, in inherently just being a scientist makes you smart. Um, anyone who's a scientist long enough will tell you there's definitely people who are scientists that aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. So, huh? Oh, okay. You're you're crushing all my uh, dreams here. Um, so, so, uh, so, so, but it's a passion. Like it's I, I get the sense from your voice that it's not just a a an area of of practice. That there's a bit of passion to physics for you. Yeah, Is I mean, yeah. It's kind of like um, reminds me of a uh, like. Um, um, Harry Potter, you know, you got you go to Hogwarts, you got your sorting hat, right? And you got to pick which one you want to go to, you know, or it picks for you. Um, so all the sciences have their thing, you know. There's definitely biologists who wouldn't, wouldn't want to be a physicist, and there's physicists who wouldn't want to be a biologist, and there's chemists doing their thing, you know. And then there's some people who um, do a bit of everything, you know, combine all those three things um, that I just mentioned, <laughs> you know. So it's, um, but yeah, I think I'm definitely passionate about, um, the field of study I chose, and um, I'm I'm intrigued by science in general. I love the narrative of it. Uh, there's the storytelling behind it, and I also like the the fact that the story, the equations themselves, tell a story. Like you know, you can um, each variable becomes a character, and the way they interact with one another um, creates a story arc. You know, and there's always an equal sign which has like a finale. You know, you know, ideally. So. So, so this is a pretty like honest. I don't know if anybody else is catching this, but like I always, I always sort of viewed physics and and this sort of stuff as very sort of binary and cold. But I'm not getting that from you. I'm getting an almost an artistic flair. Yeah, is that well, yeah, I think it's artistic and I think it's really cool. Um, but I think that's my perspective, and that's t and that's definitely um through the filter of being an artist, and um, so I th I view things through the lens of art, you know. And I see the hmm. art in physics. You know, I, I think it's right. um, I think it's really cool. I even like the well, stuff that's like uh, confusing. You know, the things that are like really hard to like wrap your heads around. You know, that's that stuff is like going and seeing a Jackson Pollock, and like it's cool. I'm trying to figure out why it's cool, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'm still I gotta sit with this one for a second. You know. So, so speaking of art and speaking of uh, Jackson Pollock or and and others, um, I like to ask the guests kind of off the bat, is there any piece of media that you've picked up lately that you really want to recommend to the audience? A movie, a book, um, you know, a show on Netflix, anything? Yeah, so um, I've recently been re-watching Game of Thrones to prepare for the final season. Um, okay. That's what I've been doing. Um, it's my second time around watching it the whole way through. And I kind of recommend for anyone who's like has a series they kind of like a lot, but it's like a long series. It's kind of good to uh, rewatch it again after you stepped away from it for a few years, because the second time around, there's a lot of things you didn't see the first time, um, mm. and just narrative cues, and just also um, like little things like that were said and done, but also just themes that become more clear, you know. And it's um it's kind of cool to see the how far ahead the 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 writers were thinking about things like years ahead of time, you know, you could tell in like a, a opening scene in like the first, uh, the first episode of season one, then you get to see how it plays out over time. They had, they had ideas about certain characters and how they would pair and interact in the very beginning. And obviously this is a, the books are written and stuff like that. So that's a good example. I mean, that was probably the reason why that was that way. Um, but there's mm -hmm. other shows that do that as well too. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it gets, sometimes it's a little dark to binge. Like there's, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you go two or three hours, and you're just like, oh, uh, the world is awful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've been so watching. Let's, with, let's, yeah. Go ahead. I've been watching with my lady before bedtime, and there's been days we have to take a break. It's like, yeah, we can't yeah. do that tonight. It's just I don't have the strength for it. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's keep it. Let's try and keep it positive. So, speaking of positive. So, so again, for those of you who don't know, there's a there's a fairly substantial group of people out there uh, who believe that the Earth is flat. That that 
we're not a globe spinning through space, that we're on a flat plane, uh, that we're covered by a dome, uh, and that the border of our world is a uh, an ice wall, speaking of Game of Thrones, um, <laughs> that, that keeps us all sort of in here. Um, and I, so I have to be honest, like when I think of those people, when I was watching that show, I really felt nothing but sort of, God, these, like, these people are just not right. They are, they are kooks. They're, I, I don't, you know, I don't, uh, per your saying, I don't, I don't really like saying the word crazy, but they're, right. they were, they were off. They were right. off. Right. Um, and I think, and then when I heard you talk, and maybe if you can relate, you have to deal with these people sometimes. You have come across them in your, in your life. Yeah. Um, and you have a pretty unique approach, I think, to, to trying to deal with them. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, I've, um, I have uh, an approach basically that I just don't, you can't condescend. You cannot condescend, not even like, not even a little bit, you know? Um, and it's a really important to know that these folks, um, have gone out in the limb. They're kind of like Lord of the flies out there. Um, in some ways that's, um, really can be, um, praised and and um congratulated the fact that you're brave enough to go out on the limb and to the bug society and to um and take up on a thought and and commune with others and really get into a, a niche where you're trying to figure something out and you don't believe the narrative that's given given to you you know so that's commendable um in some ways you know like you know as what was the quote is like it was about women it was like um well-behaved women rarely make history something like that you know and i mm-hmm. think that you know, that that quote can um you can take the gender out of it. I don't want to take the gender out of it and make it less powerful, <laughs> but but, uh, but I think that uh you get the point. You get the idea basically that you got to like shake things up if you want things to happen. And um these po- folks are that's their in their heart of hearts that's what they believe they're doing. So if I really think I'm doing that, you know, and I have like and from my perspective in my past, I have a a, a road I've traveled that's get got me to this point where I don't believe what I've been told in school. I don't believe what I've been told on TV, on my phone. I don't believe what my friends tell me um, that I don't think if I'm going to try to convince them, I'm not going to do it by telling them they're wrong again, because we've society itself has told them that they're wrong. That's not enough. You know? Okay. So what do you, how do you have that conversation then? Well, there's, um, there's basically only a few ways to have it. And one of them is that to be okay with the fact that you're not going to win everybody. Like there's some people who are like fundamentally entrenched in, in in that school of thought and idea and that community, you know, is a community that they belong to. It's like some, telling someone to stop going to their church because their church is homophobic or transphobic. I mean, that's not going to work. You know, that's not, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't do that. If no one would tell someone to do that because it's ineffective and it's silly, but we know that it's a society that that would be ridiculous thing to ask someone to do. Um, so it's kind of a similar way. Like you can't tell someone who has bought into a conspiracy theory, regardless of how easy it is to disprove, um, that, um, that they're wrong. So what you can do is, uh, basically you kind of have to meet them halfway. And I have to be very clear. Like, I can't say I have a whole school of flat earthers, former flat earthers behind me that I've successfully converted or anything like that. But what I do right. know is that I do have folks that I have, um, that I have, I have had dialogues with, continued dialogues with, and they don't shut me out. They listen to me and they respect what I have to say. And, um, and, um, that that's progress. That's progress. Yeah. And that's basically what it boils down to is like really, um, developing a, um, a dialogue with folks, even when you think in your heart of hearts that they're wrong, because it they're, they're wrong. Obviously the world's not a, not flat. Right. But there's some interesting things that comes from that. Uh, one of them is why do they think that the world is flat? And then there's some truths, some interesting truths, and some interesting things to talk about that come out of that. And two, it's like they weren't—they aren't the first people in human history to think the world is flat. You know, it's not like um, we wouldn't call our distant ancestors fools or idiots based on what they, you know, what they were told. And now all of our ancient ancestors or distant ancestors thought that. Some of us for millennia thought the world was round or had different ideas about the shape of the world. But um, it's just interesting. As as time and knowledge and resources evolve, you know, we, we learn more, you know. And and you had an interesting uh, comment about that basically in every flat earther, there's a scientist, right? right? Or a potential scientist. 
Yeah. So it's funny. When I made that statement, I had no idea that the documentary, what it looked like, how it was shaping up to, um, you know, it's one of those things where like, so you're from the LA OC area. So, you know, if you had a dime every time you went somewhere and someone said, fell out and signed this um, video release, you know, you'd have mm-hmm. a bunch of dimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I knew I was giving a presentation, but I had no idea that it was going to um, reach out to as many people as it did. And I also had no idea that they're going to tie it into the fact that flat earthers were actually were running experiments. And one of the coolest things I thought about that particular documentary was the fact that there were two experiments done that were that I saw. One was just buying a tool, like a gyroscope, I believe, if I remember correctly. And the other one mm-hmm. was actually their, their experiment they set up and they ran it. They ran the experiment fairly well to prove that the world was flat. But in essence, it proved the world was round. Now, the cool thing about that is, is that they actually ran a successful scientific experiment with no supervision. Like that's, that's, that's nothing to like, if you ask the average person on the street, prove the road is flat or round right now, they couldn't, and just tell me how to do it. They couldn't tell you, you know, but these folks had enough of something in them that the, and like they, um, they put their, put it on the line that they did that. And they, and they did, they did it correctly. They proved what mm-hmm. was true to be true. They proved the fact to be a fact. Now the problem is like accepting that fact, and that's and I think that's more emotional, and and than it is scientific or factual, you know, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. So so uh, so I think it's fascinating. Like I really do, and and I think like I'm just going to come out and say it, you're a better person than I am, <laughs> uh, because I I would not have that. Because I think I think what you're saying, if I'm if I'm hearing that, basically these people have a nugget of something good in them, right? It's just a it's just a way. I don't know if "good" is the right word, but there's a there's something of value there. There's something uh, there's a potential there that just it needs to be shown how to get out, or it it needs to be caressed out because if you beat on it, it's just gonna bury itself deeper in. Is that? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's yeah. Yeah, okay. and also you can't just like uh, not you can't. I can't tell people what they can or cannot do. You know, but throwing somebody away because of a bad idea they have is part of the problem that we have. It's part of the situation that well, not even say problem, but it's the situation that we got, especially in our country right now, is that we got folks who um who are glomming on to one idea, can't let go of it, and will, with that one idea they're attached to, will take a bunch of bad ideas with it. Or or vice versa, you know. Um, so like, there's a bunch of like the reason we have like I would say we have Trump in the White House right now is because people stuck to the ideology more so than they stuck to actually electing a good candidate. You know, I believe in conservative values, whether they be fiscally conservative or socially conservative or religious, whatever. This is the candidate from the party that sort of aligns itself with my ideals, my ideology. This guy doesn't really back up any of those ideas at all, the way he's lived his life for the past six decades, but whatever, I'll vote for him. And then lo and behold, he doesn't, he continues not to live up those, those values that you expose, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's when we log on, we lock into things like that. It, it does, we don't have any flexibility. It's like we can't really make progress or build bridges. Like there's a lot of, I remember when I did a, a video shoot, I was in part of a LinkedIn commercial um related to being a scientist it was one of those quick ads you get you skip when you have a youtube video and you're watching you know but i was in mm-hmm. there <laughs> but uh <laughs> nice but, uh, residuals residuals once yeah. again i gotta get an agent man i don't know you gotta stop cutting your hair yeah That's i gotta so i gotta do got... something i gotta do something right but um so, I w- go ahead i'm sorry I just think it's fascinating that you bring up Trump because this is the whole this is the whole entire pivot and the and what I was really thinking and I've watched the I've watched the segment a couple times now, but but while you were going through and talking about your approach to flat earthers, all I could think about was is there is there applicability to this approach to the the political discussions that we have today and and especially with the liberals towards Trumpsters. And you have you have a bit of a political background yourself. Uh, yeah. be, before you were, can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. This uh, this mentality, this ideology of that, uh, well, this idea of this feeling I have of when it's dealing with uh, flat earthers is really informed with the, um, dealing my experience with dealing with people who are like kind of on the fringe. Um, a lot of left winging fringe people, but also right wing fringe people. 
I've um, been involved with politics for um, for a while. Um, before I got into the sciences, I was in the nonprofit sector basically from like 2003 all the way until I went back to school in like 2014, and I still have ties to that community as well. Um, um, I got I worked there for a while, did a lot of different things, a lot of different hats, ranging from tutoring, mentoring. Um, managing um, programs, um, running small nonprofits, being middle management and larger nonprofits. Um, yeah, I did it, I did it all, you know, um, and um, I got a little a bit burnt out. Um, but that's, that's probably another whole discussion. Um, but what I took from that was the fact that if you want to be effective, like you really want to connect with someone and move them in a different direction, you have to respect them. And you have to like, even if you don't agree with them, even if you know for a fact they are wrong, you have to respect them, and there's um, and there's um, there's power in that, and there's power in keeping that dialogue open. And there's so many other bridge bridges you can build, and like you, as potentially to cross that river that you don't want to get stuck on the one that doesn't exist, you know. Um, mm. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's an interesting analogy. So, so, so here's here's again here's and this is comes to the root of about why you're a better person than I am. Uh, I I. I really struggle with that. I, I personally, and I've, I, in my personal life, I've compared Trumpsters to flat earthers. Um, and I think um, it's just, it's just really hard. I think there, there requires a bit of discipline and a bit of uh, goodwill. I think so. So again, just, I'm just going to blather about my personal thing here is that I think like after the after the election, you know, I think there was this thing of, okay, I can see why people voted for him. I can, I can understand they want change or they're desperate or, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough time and they're just looking for anything. They want to upset the apple cart. And I get that. And, right. and there's no judgment passed, but we're, we're two years into this now. And if someone is still a Trump supporter now with all the things they know, it's really hard for me to just sort of set that all aside and and flip the perspective and and try and make the effort for that outreach. No, um, yeah, I, I understand that completely. And I I think that you're right. I don't think it's weird or in, inappropriate or incorrect to compare a flat earther to a Trump supporter. Um it just it just is. Is my thing, I guess the only difference in between me and you is that is this I know that I just can't I think you're right. I don't think you're wrong at all. I think that only thing is that you have to respect that Trump supporter to a certain degree, not to say that you should roll over to, to them or, or make them feel okay for being a Trump supporter. But um, just if I come across a Trump supporter, like I'm not going to like knock their MAGA hat off. If someone did knock their MAGA hat off, I wouldn't shun them either. <laughs> but uh, but right. I guess my point is, is that like, if I really... I know I'm me acting a fool towards them is not going to get them to change their mind, right? They've, they've and is that that's is that the end goal really? Is is the end goal that you you really do want them to change their mind? I think or, so. I think so. And if I can't, if I know for a fact that I can't change their mind with certain actions, then I have to just let it go. I have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. I just have to accept that. It's like it's a loss. It's a death of a potential person that could have been something more, but they chose to to glom onto a horrible idea and wouldn't let it go. I mean, you're right. Two years in, this guy has done reprehensible things. I remember I have an eleven year old daughter and the other day she was uh she was doing her homework and she spelled something incorrectly. Then she chuckled to herself and said, Kofefe. <laughs> so <laughs> I totally forgot about it. I completely yeah. forgot about that. I was like, I and that's the funny thing is like there's so many horrible things he's done that we just forgot about. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, that if we start doing a tally of all the horrible things he said and done, like just this past weekend, like he like, I, how you feel, I know how you feel about John McCain, but like, regardless of how you feel about him, the guy's dead. Why are you still yeah. talking about it? And why are you talking about his, it's weird. It's, 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 he's a, He's a bad person in a lot of ways, but I know if I'm talking to a Trump supporter, like me just going up to them saying, the guy you support is a bad person, not effective. And um, so you could have you two options. You could just ignore them, not talk to them, work around them. Or if you have to engage them, you just find something else to talk about. Um, but, and then when it, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, but when hey, it comes, go ahead. No, no, it's you. But when it comes to the issues, like, like if I really want to move someone, let's say like one of the most reprehensible things anyone's done and history books are not going to be kind to us when we have to tell our grandkids about this, about the basically separation of children from their families at the border, you know, thousands of kids taken away from their parents, um, many of them sexually assaulted while they're in custody. Like that's like, this is deplorable stuff. This stuff like when we see a paragraph of it in a history book, we cringe and we think, how did that ever happen? Who, you know, and it's happening right now in our watch and where his taxpayers are paying for it. You know, like if I want to stop someone from to talk to someone about that, I can't bring up Trump's name. I have to bring up the facts of like, this is something that shouldn't happen. What are some things we can do to make sure that doesn't happen? You know, and getting away from the, 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 the trigger words of like um, invasion or like the, or the, or like, you know, documentation or things like that. Things that just basically it should be basic human rights, um, but this that's another thing too is that I don't think that um, there's some people that you can't reach and you have to be okay with that and you just have to work around them and um, and I think the best way to prevent um, flat earthers and Trumpers from existing is to really have good dialogue and like and um, acceptance of knowledge and just have a different relationship with um, with knowledge. Like you have a, you mentioned earlier in our podcast just now that you have a feeling and an orientation towards the sciences. Like when I told you that not all scientists are smart, you know, uh, you were like, that's not, that's not what I know I've believed to know. And like anyone who's a scientist will tell you that there's a lot of very mm-hmm. brilliant scientists mm-hmm. and it definitely are some people it like it, people are oriented who are quick on picking things up and like we're good with numbers and like to do technical things. They lean towards the sciences. But some people do it just because um, I don't know why they do it because they're not good at it. <laughs> but like you know, they have their own personal motivations, and like maybe their family told them to do it. Maybe they think it's something they should do. Maybe they want to project the image of being a, a of all those things, but they're not quite it. Don't want you to do the work to be it, you know? Um, okay. But uh, yeah, but, but I'm getting it. So so I think I'm getting I'm getting to the root of it because my in my mind when when you were going through all this the, the discussion. I guess my my whole thing was like, why make that effort? Like, just let them all like they're all sixty five plus and about to stroke out anyway, right? So just like just let them go their way. Why make the effort? Yeah, but if I'm hearing I... it, like, but if I'm hearing you, the reason is 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 that culturally, what we what we deem acceptable, you know, when you when you're talking about the separation of the kids or the way we treat trans people or or right. whatever, right. The, the the more people that we can kind of get to say, yeah, this is not a good thing, um, the better. And you're right. There's some percentage of them that are never going to change their mind about right. anything. Right. But there's a there is some percentage unknown out there that will come around and and will say, yeah, that we we shouldn't be we really shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, and you like there are millions of Americans who voted for Obama twice and then voted for Trump. And there are mm-hmm. going to be millions of Americans who voted for Obama twice and voted for Trump twice. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about that, that's like, there's like not a little bit of people like that. There's a lot of people like that. And um, the only way, if you really feel like, um, like I, I think a lot of us feel like, is that this is not the way that, I remember, I remember when politics were boring, you know, and <laughs> it was like, the good old days. The good old days when someone would get there and talk about taxes and like, and like, you know, and things like that and government surpluses. And, and it was, that was great, you know, not so much about like lawyers suing lawyers and who got indicted and which porn stars got a new lawyer. And like, it's, it's just, um, I kind of, I miss those days. And if you want to bring those days back to when basically it was a profession and not a reality TV show, um, we got to. I think we have to sort of really um, make it um, build a bridge for those folks to walk back on, you know, like they can't okay. like it's um, not everyone who voted for Trump even likes Trump. There's the, this like I voted for Hillary Clinton. I have major problems with her. You know, mm-hmm. I voted for her because I was given the choice between her and Trump. <laughs> so like, you know, um, and um, I, I think there's a lot of people who did the same thing, but the other side of the fence, you know, so 
So there's a part of the analogy. There's a, another part of the analogy that I think carries over from from the fighter side to the Trumpster side. And and you did touch on it earlier, but it was about like the fact that there was a couple of the groups in the in the in the documentary that actually did do the scientific uh, yeah. experiments. Uh, great. Um, and then they got the results that showed that yes, indeed, the Earth is round. One was on a like a forty thousand dollar gyroscope. Um, right. And then the other was just, you know, some guys shooting a beam through a box. You know, right. like, great. Right. Um, but in both cases, they both got the scientific fact, what they were looking for. And right. yet they chose to, you know, oh, it wasn't, you know, the gyroscope wasn't shielded properly or, you know, whatever the the law, the the laser was off kilter, whatever they were doing. Right. And I think I think there's that there is sort of that analogy with with. Trump supporters where, you know, like you said, they, I am a fiscal conservative. I, you know, I am, I, I believe in family values. I believe in, you know, uh, staying married to the same woman all my life and having, you know, right. whatever it is. And, and then they are like almost blindly support someone who's like completely, um, opposite of that. Uh, and, 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 antithetical. Yeah. To those, right. to those values. Uh, I, I hate the deficit. I hate big government. Um, right. and, and yet, boom. I hate so, nepotism. I hate, I hate cronyism. You know, <laughs> right, nice. right. Uh, you know, um, and, and the whole, you know, the whole, and I don't want to, like the whole, if Obama did it. And we're getting really political. Like, normally I don't, I try not to get this political in, in the discussions, but, um, but I, it, it I, does feel like it's, it's hard. Yeah. And I understand that, and I don't. Feel, I almost feel like talking about Trump is not really politics at this point. I feel I don't. I don't think we're really even talking about him and his policy stances because he doesn't have any. We're talking about him just being a, a figurehead of a of a nation and just doing things that are just destructive left and right. Is if this was like maybe like George Bush and or Judge W. Bush, and there was like policy differences. I don't. You know, I don't think we should have invaded Iraq. You know, yada yada yada. This and the other. I. There, those are things I miss talking about. Like this person took a um, uh, an action that I didn't agree with politically for reasons A, B, and C, as opposed mm -hmm. to this person is like I don't know what they're doing. They're like buying like a bunch of fast food for NCAA champions, you know. And it's just like it's just it's just weird stuff because constantly weird stuff, you know. So I I um I hear what you're saying, but in terms of the idea of um. Getting back to comparing the the flat earthers to um, um, Trump supporters, and um, um, I'm trying to recap what you were just saying just now. Um, well, just about the the correlation between ignoring the facts and oh, yes, and yes, and, and just facts. spinning it into their own right. like the fact that Trump, you know, has probably paid for more abortions than Planned Parenthood does in a year, right? right? right. And but considering him the pro life president. Yeah, especially since Planned Parenthood, like, well, government funds don't go to that, you know. So, like, yeah, right. definitely. It's it's like I think the thing with um with uh with what these folks, conspiracy theorists, or like people who believe or hold on to a fringe like set of ideas that aren't really grounded in like a lot of they aren't fact based, right? They're feeling based, right? And if you if you glom onto an idea because it satisfies your feelings. You know, you're not going to let go of it for anything except your feelings. You know, your feelings are going to have to change. And um, and some of these folks are finding community in, um, in places that, you know, they, uh, you know, we have, like you mentioned before about the idea of waiting for these and conservatives to just grow old and die. And I used to think that, too, until the incels and the Proud Boys became a, like, you know, they're younger than me. Mm -hmm. Some of them are half my mm -hmm. age. And like mm. they're like, yeah, I was at the Rose Parade with my daughter, and she was sitting next to a high school kid with a MAGA hat on, and like he had like a um, a shirt that said these these colors don't run. And it's like a like the American flag, but with like you know the cop one is blue and white and gray, mm -hmm. and black mm -hmm. strap through it, and there's an AR-15. I mean, this is a lot for a parade. <laughs> you know, like I, like I just came here to see the flowers and the floats. So you're mad, <laughs> so like you're going to be mad. You're like not even out of high school, and you're angry. But like I don't know. Um, but, but aren't but, we aren't we doing this ourselves? Like the very fact that we're equating them to flat earthers isn't that sort of dismissive in and of I'm, itself? No, 
yes, if you dismiss flat earthers, yes, it is. And if you don't, then it's not. And like wrong is wrong and right is right. And I can be kind and 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 um and loving to and give and show love to someone doesn't who I believe who if I chose not to, you couldn't fault me for it. You know what I mean? You know, like but it doesn't mean I have to be a fool, you know? And mm-hmm. like me mm-hmm. me saying that like this person, you have a if you voted for Trump and you think the earth is flat, you've done both of you've done things that are very similar. You've taken a set of facts and you chose to ignore them for based on how you feel, based on fear. You were fear motivated. Um, and let's say your fears are grounded in things that do make sense. I don't think that every flat earther is an idiot. I think a lot of them um, uh, make a lot of sense and um, not make a lot of sense in what they think, but I, their motivations for being a flat earther make some sense. You know, like there's they're not crazy for thinking for thinking that the government lies to them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like thinking the government lies about this. Yeah, but the government does lie. You know, there's all kinds of lies that are old lies, new lies. I mean, there's literally a thing. I think it's what either Washington Post or New York Times that does a tally of how many times Trump lies compared mm-hmm. to other presidents. But then the fact is that other presidents do lie, even the ones that you may like, depending on where you are on the spectrum. You know, like um, there's no one who's above that. You know, I um, I think about all the time about uh, when Obama you know, who's like the liberal darling when he got on TV and drank the Flint water, you know, and yeah. Flint still doesn't have clean water, you know, he did yeah. that. And, um, people still like that him. Moment. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't like him, but let's just call it, let's just call it as it is, you know, like mm-hmm. no one's like, so if we have a world where people get on TV, our leaders and lie to us in ways that we know they're lying to us, if we can look historically and see the science that's been used as a tool of sexism and racism, in a lot of ways to this day are very sexist and racist. Like it's, um, you can, you can see why someone will look at it sideways and like not necessarily believe everything that's being taught to it. And on top, you combine that with, it doesn't feel right to believe everything that you trust into the scientists or trust into what the media tells you. And on top of that, having a deficit or of like, with like just a little bit intermediate geometry, you know, we're talking mm-hmm. about to understand how the world, uh, the, why the world is round and how you can observe that. You have to kind of understand like arcs and tangents and like, you know, in, in circles and in, uh, revolutions and things like that. So if you don't really have a good understanding of how that works or anyone's, no one's really sat down with you with that, then that's going to be a challenge. And like, I don't think it's a, a leap to say that America's school system, regardless of what neighborhood you're in, um, has issues. And like in some neighborhoods who have less resources have more issues than others. But I've definitely worked with a well a wide range of people from different walks of life. And I can tell you that the math and sciences from the kids from the Palisades all the way down to Compton, people are having a hard time. And like so mm-hmm. it's not it's not like we have a nation full of like, you know, rocket scientists for a back lack of a better word, you know. Um, um and they're just they're turning their backs on what they they understand fully, you know. And I, and I get that. And I think, again, the allegories are just jumping out here. It takes effort to become politically knowledgeable, right? right. To understand what, what's the difference between our debt and the deficit. What, you right. know, what, what was the declining rate of unemployment during Obama's term? And, you know, so I think, I think there is a thing. There has to be some effort. But right. the, the documentary made a, a really good point, I thought, um, at, at the end. It, it start like, when does it stop being okay um, to, to, to sort of keep trying to engage these folks and not, and not putting the hammer down a bit harder because, you know, and I think in the documentary, they brought up that the stuff sort of spreads, uh, right. you know, to the anti, the anti-vaxxing movement, um, right. or the climate change, uh, and the fact that our president doesn't think that there's climate change, that, that these that these subjects taken individually, whether you're a Trump supporter or an anti-vaxxer or or whatever, there's there's this groundswell of anti-scientific thought and a decrease in the value or respect that was once given to the scientific community, uh, and and so I think I think there's a, a fear like among people like me, and I'm just I'm just, honestly I'm just justifying me being an asshole. But it's it's a, it's about like where where do you draw that line of of you know you can think what you want to think but now you're really starting to to cause some problems is there no, a line or 
Yeah, that totally is. I feel like for one, no one should ever give more than it hurt, more than it does to, that it feels good to give. Like for me, okay. I'm more I'm a more patient person, you know. So I don't mind sitting down with a flat earther, making them feel like decent about themselves, and letting them know that hey, I'm a physicist. I think you're dead wrong, but you know you're a decent person. We can break bread, have a beer, chill, you know. And there's going to be a gazillion other things we agree on. Like for example, I went uh, uh, years ago. Um, uh, not years ago, maybe it was like one or two years ago, time flies. But before the documentary came out, I was on a friend's um, podcast. Um, he does like a live streaming show and, um, it normally it's like hip hop based. He has local hip hop acts on there and everything like that. But within this community, the under LA underground community, there's a lot of flat earthers. Um, there are also a lot of people who believe in conspiracy theories in that community as well too. And those, and all their thoughts are really informed by their lived experiences, you know, at one point in time, like I remember growing up in the 80s and 90s, if you said that the government was behind the, dis- the distribution of crack cocaine, you you were thought of as like, well, that's conspiracy theory. But it was true, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So it's um, there are some conspiracy theories that aren't conspiracy theories. There are some things that are true. You know, some people live through these things, you know. And um, so it's um, so they have there's a lot of people who have fringe ideas. So I was on a show debating them. Right. It was this guy on the show with me and he had like he even had a poster board full of like quote unquote facts (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, or like what does your friend from england say inverted comma facts (laughs) yeah right 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 right. but um he had them there and he was saying a bunch of stuff and like some of them i was like you know like uh, that that was a thing that's also a fact but that's out of context that's a fact but but you're missing something you know but before we even started talking about the Flat Earth, we were talking about just basically, he's a black guy, I'm a black guy, and we're talking about things we do just not to get pulled over. Because I just, on the way there, I just got, um, not pulled over, but I got um, caught in the light, making a, it was in, it was in a street where basically there was um, a camera at the light, and I, um, mm-hmm. and it got me. I was making, I was making a right-hand turn on red, and um I was being very safe, <laughs> but uh, I didn't see the sign that said "Don't do that." <laughs> so, I, uh, so I, I got got, and um, we were just talking about the things we do to stay safe. And um, he has a he has a little outfit he wears. He puts on in his car, um, and he's he says every time I wear this hat, every time I get pulled over, it's uh, I never have any trouble. And it's like this uh, <laughs> he calls it. It's my old white guy hat. And like it works on everybody, uh, <laughs> so like, and we're just talking about that and and um, connecting on that. So like, there's some things that yeah, he's a flat earther. He's wrong about that, but there's things that we can connect with about just kind of like being a and like we. I feel like, from my experience, I feel like this country can be over policed, and also it's not fairly or evenly policed. You know, mind you, there. I'm not saying that the camera that was me. I'm saying the camera was definitely me. <laughs> you know, but like. Okay. But um, but there's been I've been pulled over more times than I can count. The last time I got pulled over, I was literally in the parking lot of my job, like you know. So so like it's um, uh, it's uh, it's like stuff like that, you know. It's like so w- there are things that can pull push people apart, but there's definitely things that can pull them in. And if you can find that thing to create that dialogue with that person and build that bridge, and they'll start listening to you. By the end of it, they were actually listening to me. But before then, they were prepared for a fight, and they were, they were bracing for the fact that I was going to tell them that they're stupid. And I told them that they weren't stupid. I told them they were brave for taking the stance they were they were taking. I thought they were wrong, but there's a lot of good things about what they were doing, and there's a lot of reasons why why someone can have the idea that they have. It's not a it's not a unreasonable thing for someone to not believe what they're taught in the textbook or told what they're told on TV, because we have hit we have examples to this day of textbooks lying and tv lying mm-hmm. no that's yeah that is uh i'm gonna try i have i make no promises <laughs> but i'm gonna but try also, but here's go ahead but also don't try if you don't want to that's another thing we don't owe people nothing like i can do it because it feels good for me you know but there's people in my life who doesn't feel good for them then don't like you don't owe them anything. You don't have to save them. Like not all of it, we don't have to be doctors. We don't have to be paramedics. Some of us avoid. It. I don't like blood, so I could never be a doctor. I don't have to. I don't. Do, I don't owe anyone to be a doctor. You know, we have to get in where we can fit in. You know, and like if that's like a, if a, a working with them is too much or just is just too like it's just too stressful, too triggering, or like you don't think you can do it in a way that's effective, then don't. You don't owe them anything. 
they've made their choice in life to believe in something that this is not correct, right? They've been given ample, ample opportunities to get it right, and they'll be given ample opportunities more to get it right because the world is flush of examples of why the world is round, you know? And that transfers into politics as well, too. Trump, every day of, of his presidency, gives us an opportunity to see who he really is. And if you decide every single day to ignore that, that's on you. And it's not my job to convert flat earthers or to convert Trump supporters into being reasonable people. Um, but if I have the patience and the time that day to talk with them and like to not ridicule them and to be effective in that way, I will. But I don't, they don't inherently deserve it. And what I'm saying is not a command or a request even for folks to actually go out and do that. I want to make sure that's really, really clear. Like, I don't think it's effective to um, make fun of them or talk down to them, but you don't have to be nice to them. And like the best thing to do is just ignore them. And um, and also when they're doing things to encroach upon your well-being and your safety, like then you have to push back. But in ways that are effective, just yelling at them for being wrong is not what's going to happen. It's not going to be effective. You know, like that was a part of the um, your last podcast, um, the guy that was on from um, 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 England, he made a really good point about the fact of why um, Hillary Clinton's campaign wasn't effective because you can't call people stupid. I mean, if we've had two years to sit on this from like the last uh, November in 2016 to really kind of like get it in our heads. And one of the things we should be taking away from that is that you can't alienate from people that you do need. You know, she was in a position where she needed people and like she didn't go to Wisconsin like she should have, you know, and, and many other things she should have done. And I think that if we can't admit that, like she should have built more bridges and like and, and really watched the way she talked about folks, then if we can't admit that now. And we can't take lessons that she, from witnessing her lessons and put them in our own personal life, that's another thing. You know, you don't have to be nice to people, but you don't have to call them deplorable. That doesn't work. Doesn't help. So, so I'm, 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 I'm with you. I guess the some of the the only pushback I think I would have is that because you 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 talk very much like about it's a, it's a choice to engage these people. It's a choice to try and and get them to sort of you know see the light or ha have a bit of you know, to, to get over to, I don't want to say side, but, you know, sort of ex let them understand really what's going on with Trump. But I, I guess on the other hand, I don't, how I, I almost feel like there's an obligation to do so because of the harm that's being caused right now. Right. Like the only way that Trump's going to get stopped is, is through the will of the people. Um, you know, I, I, Mueller, et cetera, aside. And I think like, it isn't, is there no obligation for those kids who are getting separated from at the border or, or from, you know, uh, whatever other situation, the harm that's, that's happening to people on a personal level. Is, is there any piece that says, yeah, we should be engaging. We should be making that effort because the more people that we can get to have some semblance of empathy, the better off we are. As a yeah, nation, for sure, for sure. I think that what you're saying is true, and I and I don't. I'm not going to challenge that because it's absolutely right. I think that the difference is that um, you're right that you need people power to challenge Trump and a lot of his issues, but they have to be challenged by issue. And like, also, I do not think that Trump supporters challenging a Trump supporter, shutting them down, is an effective way to challenge Trump. You know, I right. truly, I truly believe that Trump doesn't even care about the people he who follows him. You know. I don't, I mean, obviously he doesn't. He promised him all kinds of things. Never, he hasn't done any of them, really, you know? And, uh, and he's done like, all kinds of things against, against their, against their, their, um, against their will, not at the will, but, um, not in their favor, you know? Um, he gave a tax, uh, break to all these rich folks at the cost of like middle class America, you know? Um, mm -hmm. like the, that's people who are fiscally conservative middle-class Americans didn't vote for him to do that. <laughs> you know, right. when he said he talked about tax breaks, he wasn't, they weren't thinking not them, you know? <laughs> so like just, when he told like West Virginians that he's going to bring a coal factory to them and just did not do that at all. I'm not saying that he should have done that, but you said you're going to do it. I'm not saying he should be able to build <laughs> the wall either. Cause I think that's the, is morally repugnant, but it's also just like objectively stupid to make the wall, you know? Like right. it's, uh, but it's, uh, he promised that it's not going to happen. You know, like there's all kinds of things that, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, 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 it's weird. It's weird. So last question and I'll let you go. I really appreciate the time you're taking. I really do. The, the last question I have is like, why does it always seem like the left is, is we're wringing our hands to try and make the other side 
understand it, sort of how to build bridges to the other side. I don't, I don't really hear a lot of hand wringing on the right about how to get liberals to understand them better. Oh, is oh, that? Yeah, it's um, it's I think it's like basically like kind of like a um, authoritarian standpoint versus like a kind of a more liberal, macro better. I'm trying to think of the right word. Not maybe not authoritative, but like, like. They believe that the world has a set of rules, basically the way it should be. So it's not so much even the fact of trying to convince somebody. It's just it's just really about forcing, implementing that way the world should be, onto the world, you know, and doing whatever you can to make sure it stays that way, and the people can get down or lay down. Basically, it's not about building people power consensus or anything like that. That's a kind of a more leftist thing. We want everyone to get along everyone to feel good because we feel good when they all feel good and, and feel bought in. And also the way we come to our conclusions is based on what we, what we view to be logical. So we've tried, we try to approach people like that. It was like, we want you to feel good about this and we want you to see how, how smart this is, you know, how good feeling and smart our ideas, you know? <laughs> and, um, but like, that's not what motivates them. You know, it's, it's what that motivates them is like order. And this is the way things have been done or the way they should be done. Right. And um, and everything should be fair and even and equal, you know. Um, and so I think that the reason we wring our hands is because we um, that's our, our language, the way we talk, you know. And um, I don't think it's necessarily um, I don't think that approach is necessarily a bad thing. I would just say we should take some of the anxiety out of it. Um, we shouldn't wring our hands. We should um, while we're doing all that, we should keep keep on keeping on. But like stressing out like i think i'm at a spot where i don't i can talk to trump supporters or like not like me mug a kid wearing a maga hat or like i can have a discussion with a flat earther and break bread with them or oh i was saying early about the guy when i was doing the linkedin video shoot so i was there and was recently while i was doing my LIGO research and he thought that LIGO was a conspiracy theory he literally thought that the government was getting together and faking the, the detection of gravitational waves because there's no way they could actually detect it, right? And I was like, I don't, I, it's that's a weird, weird thing for the government to fake, you know? Why would the government fake knowing that there was a black hole collision a billion light years away that we can't feel or see? There's what's the benefit of that, you know? Like it's um, it helps us understand the universe as a whole and like and and the way the cosmos work. But it's not a really it doesn't have a direct impact on the populace. If the government's going to fake something, it's going to fake something that they can immediately wield for political power. And I can't go like the, the moon landing, right? Like that, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can't, I can't go out in the street and tell someone like there's black holes collide billions of light years away all the time. They were like, that's a weird thing to say, and they just keep moving on. They wouldn't care, you know, because it, it really literally doesn't affect them. It literally doesn't affect them. Um, so I think that um, we have to really, um, and like part of me wanted to go to that guy and really convince him that, oh, this is legit, you know, and like, and like, let's, uh, I can show you the documentation and like, let me draw you a diagram of a laser interferometer. And like, but it's the thing is like, I think it was more effective for just me to just talk to them and say, no, I've done the research. I've met the people. It's a really simple thing. And um, if you want to know more about it, I'm more than welcome to tell you. But I understand why you wouldn't believe it, you know. Um, but <laughs> I believe it, you know. And we just changed the conversation to something else he was doing because he was a tech on the, on the shoot. So this is a man who was a tech. He was a technician. He was um, working on lighting. So this is a man who's a technical man, knows electricity, knows electronics, um, probably knows more about it than I or you, you know. But he believes that LIGO was a conspiracy theory, you know, so it's not hmm. a matter of intelligence, not even a matter of like technical knowledge, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, it's just uh, something that doesn't resonate, doesn't feel right with them. And like, you know, it's um, you can't only way you can get someone to get off that ledge is for them to have the space to like really work that way back. And um, so I think that is important to like not engage with them negatively, let them do them. But also, like you were saying before, like make good boundaries. And don't let them ruin society, obviously. Like, there's movements across the nation dealing with anti-vaxxers, for example, of making it mandatory for folks to get vaccinated. And that helps. And that works, you know. Um, mm. It's um, And I'm not saying that you should um, 
you arrest them and put them in handcuffs and pin the kids down or anything like that. But simple things like saying, well, your kid can't go to public schools. You know, you have to homeschool them, you know, if, and that's a burden on the, on the parent, you know, people eventually get it right, you know? Um, and um, yeah, I think that, and also just giving people the space to, um, to be wrong and to correct themselves. If there's mm. a, if I've had a, we learned a lot from that Trump election. And one of those things is you can't talk down to people. But if I had a dime for every horrible thing I've heard or said about an anti-vaxxer, I'd be rich. Like, they should be hung. They don't deserve their kids. Like, things like that. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, if they, 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 they can read, too. They have the internet. They're not illiterate. So, like, so like you know, if you say that to somebody, they're going to they're gonna buckle, they're going to double down in their stance. And it just proves them right in the fact that this is whole conspiracy and the world's against me. And, like, you know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's um the best thing to do is just when someone's like you know being kind of um overreacting to something is to let assure them that it's not that big of a deal and and let them know that if they want to talk about why they're wrong you're more than willing to let to do that and and when it endangers you set up a very clear boundary as to as as to what you will put up with and what you won't put up with you know as opposed but not shutting them down mm-hmm. that doesn't help a very rational and measured and uh, honestly, um, probably a far more effective approach uh, than mine. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the better man than I, uh, Lamar Glover, thank you uh, for taking the time. Um, hopefully, uh, you'll come back in the future for a, a half hour segment on what it's like to be black in America. I'm sure we can fit that in into uh, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and, and and go from go from there. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight. I'll just talk really fast during then, so it'll be okay. I do. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm, 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 yeah, we're not. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to do those gallopish things that those uh, debate teams do uh, right, right. To, to manage that. All right, Lamar. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate it being here. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Uh, I, I want to let everybody know up front that uh, when I invited Lamar on, I had no idea if he was liberal, conservative, or, or you know where he lay on the spectrum. And I think it's interesting, and I think it reinforces the thought that for whatever reason, the, the left seems far more preoccupied about building bridges about having conversations and you know understanding um the quote-unquote other side uh than the right does um and i'm not sure if that's just because in general there's more uh, of a empathy factor on the left um but i i do find it interesting and i think it makes it much harder to to have those conversations where there's an attempt to reach across or when there's an attempt to build the bridge if one side really isn't as invested as the other and i know i'm really piling on the right here uh between calling them flat earthers and uh you, you know saying they lack empathy and I'm, I'm painting them in a really poor light and and you know as lamar said there's tons of intelligent, really intelligent, degreed, PhD people uh, who who support Trump still to this day. And there's, um, whether you want to call that cognitive dissonance, whether you want to call it, or, or there, there's some racial undertones or, or whatever those justification uh, reasons are, you know, I think it's, I think it's something that we on the left have to work through and i think honestly if you're on the right and listening to this you know understand that there is this desire on the left you know to to try and figure out what's going on because we frankly don't understand it we just we do not get it um just like we look at those flat earth people and we scratch our heads and we say i don't i don't understand why they think that way I, I think there's that same level of confusion over here um, in, in regards for people who still, to this day, support Trump. Um, so at any rate, I hope everyone uh, grabs sort of the main you know takeaways from this, that if you, if you really want to affect change, it's, it's got to be with honey instead of vinegar. 
um, there has to be, you know, some some effort on on your side or on your part to to reach across um, and and to find common ground where common ground exists. Uh, and and I think one of the one of the key things uh, that Lamar says is you have to do it within your own comfort zone. Uh, if you if you if you force it or you take yourself out of the comfort zone, it's it's not going to be beneficial really for anyone. So you you do what is good for you. You do you. Uh, and if that means being able to have a couple conversations with a friend or family member, great. Uh, but you know what? If not, if it works yet, uh, as it does so many of us, uh, yeah, then hit the pause button and uh, wait until uh, a better time. Anyway, again, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, send any ideas or suggestions uh, you have for future topics of discussion, uh, something that I'm inevitably going to be wrong about, uh, to info at tiltedwindmills.com or hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, Tilting at Windmills. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. Catch us on Spotify and iTunes and at tiltatwindmills.com.